Hey there, uh, Cave Comedy Radio fans. Um, you're about to listen to, uh, sex and other human activities. Um, my name is Bunky Houseman, and, um, I wrote in and, uh, got some advice from Jackie Marcus, and at first I thought it was great, and then, um, I fucking lost everything. Um, so if you could, uh, just know that their advice is for entertainment purposes only. Yeah, yeah, I lost my family, I lost my house. And, um, I lost my career, uh, which was hard to do. I was a professional gambler. I thought that would be a thing that they could help me do, and they did. Um, so if you have any questions or advice you need, just make sure you email cavecomingradio at gmail.com, ask for Marcus or Jackie, and, um, or maybe just say hello to Henry from last podcast on the list, because he needs, he needs your, your attention. He needs your affection. Um, so thank you, and enjoy sex and other human activities. I'm just me everywhere. Imagination. Life is your creation. Go on, bar. Let's go, bar. Oh, 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 yeah. Heard it at work today. In my head. <laughs> well, welcome to Sex and Other Human Activities, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. We're just in here singing Barbie Girl. Oh, my God. It is it is terribly infectious. Yeah. Why were you playing Barbie Girl in the coffee shop? You know, you can only listen to Hall & Oates so many days <laughs> out of the week. I do love Hall & Oates, though. I know. Tom Petty, better or worse? Ow! Don't make me. What is this? <laughs> Fucking Sophie's <laughs> Choice over here? <laughs> I mean, Tom Petty's better. Yeah, of course he's better, but yeah, who, on a on a rainy afternoon such as the one that we're experiencing right now here in New York City, Hall and Oates on a rainy afternoon. Okay, because Tom Petty's like a sunny, like yeah, yeah, let's ride in the car, let's go to the beach, let's fuck in the open wide. <laughs> Right? Yeah. I'm Jackie Zabrowski. I don't think we said her <laughs> names yet. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm Marcus Parks. Yeah, I damn near said, I'm Molly Neffel. Oh, oh man. God. That's rough. That's Identity crisis. That's what we're rough. talking about today. Real rough, real weird stuff. You quit smoking. Had to. I uh, am being forced to quit smoking. I have talked about it on the cast before that I've been undergoing speech therapy. For my disgustingly raspy voice, not it dis- is not, I guess, not disgusting. No. You know, I've got my own issues with it. But um, basically, you know, I've been going for a few weeks and I I keep losing my voice and I use it all the time. It's my instrument, mm. if you will. And so that's why I've been working on it. And finally, my speech therapist, which I mean, I needed to hear it, basically was like, why are you fucking wasting your time with me? If you keep smoking, this is not going to work. You're wasting your fucking money. You need to shit or get off the pot. You want to keep losing your voice? You want to just keep hurting yourself over and over again? That's fine. But I don't want to see you again then because I only need to see someone that is willing to do the work that I need them to do because I lied to her. I was like, oh, no, I didn't smoke. She's like, there's no way (laughs) that you are not smoking. And I was just because I was lying. Yeah, I was lying. So no, d- you were shit. telling me you said that on the last episode. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> and I and so now she called me in on it, and so I haven't had a cigarette in three days, Oof. and I am pissy. Yeah. I <laughs> it's like it's insane the mental grip cigarettes have on your body. Yeah. Oh, I know, man. This is even harder than speed. I'm sorry. This is harder than what I went through with getting off of speed. They say it's the hardest thing. 
I, it's insane. It's insane that it's legal. I want to. <laughs> I want to murder everyone. I can't. Um, my chest hurts. Like I've been like just. I've been really emotional, and I feel like I guess part of it too is like, of course, I've been reading up on everything because I've never actually really tried to quit before. I think before the last time you lasted like a day and a half. Yes, it lasted yeah. a day and a half, <laughs> and it. This is the longest I've ever gone. Um, since I was 18 years old of having a cigarette. So it has been seven, almost eight years. Yeah. It is time, and I, I'm terrified. I've never been so scared of something in my life. Yeah. I'm, like, brought to tears right now. because How sad is this? It's just cigarettes. Dude, I, I'm the exact same way, man. I've been smoking for 13 years, and the longest I ever quit for was, like, a month in college. Uh, and I barely made it for that. And uh, I did it for a girl. And as soon as she kicked my ass to the curb, I started smoking again. Of course. Naturally. Because you have to quit for yourself. You can't quit for any. You can't quit because someone else, like a significant other, asked you to. Right. Or if, like, it's like you quit most of the time because either one, you want to, or two, you have to. Right. Like yourself, for like, health reasons. Like those are usually the two times that which I did quit. always say I was like I always knew that was like well I'm gonna smoke until I get pregnant mm-hmm. and then I will stop because I did watch my sister who was a heavy drug user every you know she smoked cigarettes she did everything in the sudden second she found she was pregnant stop yeah she completely stopped and I was like I know I've got the power for a child inside of me I know that I'll be able to do that I just didn't expect I didn't think I it's not fair no it's not fair I want to smoke. <laughs> Yeah, it's not fair. So do I, but I want to quit, too. I want to quit so fucking bad. But the last time I quit was, I mean, hell, I think I even said on, I announced on this show that, yes, I I quit. uh, And I started back up about uh, two weeks afterwards uh, because I quit smoking. And things about me is that I have so much fucking energy when I don't smoke that it is ridiculous. I don't know what to do with it. I mean, it's like a, it is a definite like hyperactive type thing. Uh, and so when I quit smoking, it was here, you know, I, of course I was working here at the Creek and here at the Creek, I drink for free. There's a bar here that I can go and get a drink at, I can come in at 11 a.m. and grab a beer start drinking you know i can start drinking i i can do that um so i got i had the gum i had a, a toothpick that i chewed on like i chewed through an entire huge pack of toothpicks in like a few days uh and so what i replaced the smoking with was drinking and smoking weed uh so i would smoke a ton of weed i would just start fucking blasting back bud lights just as many as i possibly could because when you don't smoke you can drink more Smoking lowers your alcohol tolerance. Really? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Your hangovers are going to be much better, too. Uh, That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The smoking makes a hangover so, so much worse. Your well, also, just because be your chest hurts and, like, mm-hmm. I my face hurts. Your dehydration, all yeah. that type of stuff. That's going to be much better. Uh, so I was smoking a lot of weed and drinking a lot, and it kicked me into one of the worst manic episodes that I've had in years. Ugh. Like, just all of that energy. I mean, it kicked me into fucking high, high gear. And I was a fucking monster for a, for a few days. And it scared me. It scared the shit out of me. Uh, and I, yeah, I haven't been that scared by a manic episode in a very long time. So 
that is what's stopping me. I really want to. I really want to fucking quit. But what's stopping me is that I'm afraid that if I do quit, then that same shit's going to happen all over again. I think it's also, though, it's easy to blame that as well. Of course. And I know that, too. Also, I'm not, like I said to you this outside, I am not a high horse, sir, <laughs> over here. You will never hear me say, well, you should quit. Yeah, sure, everyone should fucking quit. Yeah. But I will never be the person like, well, you know, it is bad. It's like, yeah, fucking everybody knows it's bad. <laughs> but you know what? It's great. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> I am a maniac yeah. I understand I understand Marcus Look at me I'm crying I can't I can't Yeah You can't can. You can You can I can <laughs> Of course you can Now the Jesus. question is though <laughs> Now also for other listeners out there That have ever gone through this Do you tell people Mm. I feel like I don't know. I can tell you guys, yeah. and I can tell Marcus, of course, because this is like an honest, honest thing. But do I tell other comedians? Like, do I say it to my close friends? Because then I feel like it's, you know, what if I do smoke a cigarette? Mm. Then I'm letting everyone down? Or do I need that to not let everyone down? Well, I told everyone, and I let them down hard. Well, yeah, I and mean that's meant, what everyone's yeah. done in the past. Everyone but- does the everyone does the whole like Facebook post, like, "Hey, I'm quitting smoking. Yay for me!" And then a few weeks later, it's a profile picture of you with the fucking cigarette in your mouth. Of course. Uh, so, I would say how I've planned on doing it when I quit is I'm not gonna say anything to anyone unless they're like, "Hey, do you have a cigarette?" And even if they say, like, hey, do you have a cigarette? I'll say, like, nah, man, sorry. Uh, Or if they say, like, hey, do you want to go out for a cigarette or something like that? Like, nah, I'm good. Uh, Unless someone asks me directly, like, just directly says, like, hey, did you quit smoking? I'll just go, like, yeah. And then that's it. And then that's it. You're right. Because I don't – I've made a big deal out of it in the past. And the times before when I quit, I've made not really a big, big deal out of it. But, like, yeah, quit smoking. Hey, what's up? Um but the next time that I do it, which will be the last time, I'm not gonna make an announcement. I'm not gonna tell. Just gonna people. do it. I'm just gonna fucking. I'm just gonna do it, and I'm gonna make it a personal, private thing. You're actually the first person I told. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Doug doesn't even know. Really? Yeah. Holy shit. Because I mean, I've gone like a day, I guess. Yeah. But I think we just don't see each other enough to like. Yeah. For him to notice. Also, you know, he's not the most observant of human <laughs> beings. But hopefully every week you're going to listen to this podcast and I'm just going to sound better and better. I already sound a lot better than I usually do. You sound you sound better than you did yesterday. It's sick. <laughs> it's fucking fucked up. I got to get something. I got to get it. I got to smoke it. Give it to me. I'll smoke it. <laughs> I'm gonna be fine. You're gonna smoke, I'm gonna be you're fine. Gonna smoke weed and you'll be fine. Yeah, I need to just I need to do that. Yeah. I need to just, I just need to start smoking weed. I just need to start smoking a lot of weed. Yeah. And I'll be fine. I'm just gonna be fine. <laughs> Alright, well let's get to our first question. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna cry anymore. Alright, alright. Well don't make that promise just no, 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 no. I can't make that. <laughs> can't tell, go around and say that out loud, am I right? <laughs> alright. Dear Marcus and Jackie. First, I love the show, and it's something I look forward to, blah, 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 blah. Now, the reason why I'm writing to you, 
I have been listening to your show from way back, and I finally feel as though I should ask for your advice. I'm 39 years old and have never really had sex with a girl in my home country. Now, before the tears and gasps begin, I have had sex before, just not in my home country. I was a teacher overseas and dated quite often with different girls. Now I just feel like there are a whole set of rules that I never learned, and I do blame myself. I live in a big city, and there are women here, but I just can't seem to find a way to hook up. Maybe I should just leave the country and hope things fall back into place. Any thoughts, JC? And by the way, his country of origin is Canada. Which I think is interesting because in my head when I first read this email, I thought Zimbabwe. <laughs> I was like, he's from, I was like, oh, there's probably no women around. Yeah. Not that like Canada's heavily sparse, but he did say he lives in a big city and like yeah. they got some hardcore cities in Canada. Yeah, Toronto, Quebec is Quebec. Montreal. A city? Montreal, yeah. yeah. Montreal is a city in Quebec. In Quebec. Yeah. Um so it was kind of funny. Yeah. I guess in my head, I feel like Canada's not that different from the United States. But if you are overseas, I guess that's a big difference. Yeah. And to be honest, I've only been to Canada like with my parents. So it's I don't really know the sex culture of Canada. <laughs> Maybe I should go learn it. But I'm yeah. down. I'll mount a mountie fucking <laughs> up and down this goddamn United States of America. Um, But I wonder... Where was he porking overseas? I mean, I'm going to guess and say probably an Asian country, probably Japan. Because a lot of I've known a lot of guys uh that go that you know go and teach overseas and most of the time they go to an Asian country of some sort. Uh which I think maybe I I think that like that would be if if we knew that then uh, that would probably be I guess that give us a lot more insight into how this guy approaches women. Also, especially you said you were teaching. So if you were teaching English, I'm going to assume. Yeah, most of the time it's like if guys teach overseas. If a guy if a guy tells me, yeah, I used to teach overseas, I immediately assume he taught English in Japan. Which also rings true because I've also heard of a lot of the fucking play you get oh. when you teach English overseas. I've heard I've heard a lot of stories from like South America. I've heard crazy stories from Asia that it's just like because you are I mean it's true. It's same with like sleep with a dude that like any kind of someone's teaching you a different language. It's yeah. hot. Any kind of foreign dude. Yeah, yeah totally. It, like any kind of accent, anything. Of course you're gonna get fucking play. But now that you're back in your home country, it's like use the same shit. You're still a smart dude. Yeah. If you're teaching, if you get that job, it's also confidence, which it sounds like you don't, you're not exuding a lot of. Yeah, because if you're oh, it's teaching something overseas, you have that advantage. It's a big advantage. Any dude with an accent who's come to America could tell you, or to Canada, could tell you that getting play is a lot easier because they have a sexy English accent yeah. or something, or a sexy French accent or something like that. Like, those guys, they've got it up on us. Like, I used to get pissed off at those guys. Like, when a girl would be like, ooh, I like him. Why? Well, listen to his accent. Yeah, where like, is he from? Fuck, man, he's got, like... Plus two speech skills on me. <laughs> like, immediately, before we even get out the gate. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, so I think that has a lot to do with it. You had a lot of advantages teaching overseas, being that guy, and now you're back in Canada and no one gives a shit. 
You know, like you don't have, you know, if you're overseas, then you immediately have something to talk to right off the bat. Like, hey, I'm from Canada. I don't live here. And then the conversation can go from there. I think that's your problem is that you don't have that immediate in anymore. All of a sudden, you're just another dude from Ottawa. That could be the in, though, is that you're like, man, when I was teaching in Asia. Yeah. Done. But don't be that dude who talks about- Don't drop it. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, don't be that guy who talks about nothing but when he was uh, teaching in Asia or South America. Or or wherever you were. Or wherever, yeah. But at least you have stories to tell and like you are a traveler, so at least you have shit to talk about. As long as you're not talking about it too much. And honestly, man, just get back to the age old, buy her a drink. Yeah. (laughs) Man, I'll sleep with anybody that buys me a drink. Is that? <laughs> it's true. <laughs> At least, I mean, in my time yeah. uh, of shining, I... Shining? Re- Is that what you call it? Yeah. <laughs> I had a shine to me. And then my mother could feel it, my brother could feel it, and they're like screaming. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, it's, it's confidence, man. Like, you can do this. Yeah, you fucked international women. Yeah. That means you can fuck your hometown women. You just ride on moose into the fucking bar, <laughs> swoop them up onto your moose, take them out. I have grand ideas of what Canada is, but, like, take her down a waterfall, you know? <laughs> take her to a waterfall. I just think you, you just got to, like, know that you can you can get that shit, man. Yeah, just don't leave your country because you can't get a date. Yeah, that's silly. Yeah, that's 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 very silly. You got first off is liking yourself, man. Yeah, that tells me that you spend way too much time thinking about it, which might be why you might come off a little over eager when you talk to women, why you might have a hard time getting a conversation going with them. Because that women, is true. Women don't want to talk to a guy who really wants to talk to them. No, I mean not all women, of course. Like that's a good amount of women, though. A good amount, yeah. I mean, that, that's not, that's definitely not, there's nothing that's true for all women or all men, but I mean, a, a good amount of them, uh, yeah. You, In you particular, show they're not going to be down for it. I was talking to one of my friends today about someone that she has seen a few times that is a little, like, he's kind of an asshole, at least like, like what it seems mm-hmm. from what she's been telling me, that like she, he's usually an asshole and like she knows him as like a person, like they know each other, but now they've just kind of like fucked a few times mm-hmm. that like, It just I just gave her a signal like that signal like I know who you talking <laughs> about <laughs> But it's true that like that usually he this dude is an asshole and she's into assholes but he's being really nice to her because he likes her. Mm-hmm. And she's like but but like why is he like texting me and like being all nice to me now because we're fucked. I'm like yeah, but just because he's being nice to you, yeah, he will be an asshole to you at yeah, some point. Believe me. At some me. point, he will he be. He definitely yeah. will be. <laughs> so don't be turned off by the fact that he's being nice to you. You're just going to, like, yeah. not be, you know, but that's how women are. Women are so finicky because you never know exactly what they want. Mm-hmm. You know, neither then, do you. No, 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 no. <laughs> never. I never know what I want. It's insane being a woman. Yeah. It's insane being a man, too. Yeah, We're all I mean, insane. It's all fucked. Yeah, I'm the same way. <laughs> you know, it's, I'm so fucking fickle. Yeah. Uh, it's it's ridiculous. Yeah, everyone's fucked, but 
don't let that discourage you because you can get laid in your own country. You just have to find something. Uh, I don't know. Just now that you, I mean, I think we might hit the nail on the head is that it just doesn't have that same advantage as before. Just, yeah, man. Just know that you're not going in with uh, your Warhammer anymore. Yeah, and you like, can just fucking do this shit. Yeah, just Anyone do it. can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let us uh, move on to another letter. Uh, this one's from Jimmy. Jimmy says... Hello there, Marcus and Jackie. Been listening to all the Cave Comedy Radio podcasts for a while now and got to say that I'm enjoying every single episode. Thank Thank you. you. Anyway, my situation is probably pretty common. My girlfriend and I are 17 and we've been wanting to have sex. However, we feel that we're still too young and that our parents would be upset if we did anything like that. So is there any advice you can give me to make those feelings die down a little bit? We're relatively calm about not engaging in sex, but I feel that we may go wild when we are able to be alone together. Thanks for helping, and cannot wait to listen to more comedy and helpful hints. Just fuck her. <laughs> I mean, if you guys are at least talking about this, you're, you're, you're obviously responsible enough to be discussing it rather yeah. than just hounding on each other. You're 17, which I'm assuming is probably age of consent in wh- whichever state you live in. Is I thought it's always 18. No. Some really? of them it's like 15. Whoa, Alabama. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that's all. Yeah, exactly. Like your parents don't need to find out. Yeah. Right? Uh, I mean, and- as long as you're a 1,000% safe. 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 Be- be safe. One thousand percent safe. Yes. You know, it's uh, yeah. Uh, it's like you have to be one thousand percent safe. And if you're not ready, you're not ready. Some people are just fucking terrified of it. You know, and uh, and I understand that completely. I mean, of course, uh, at seventeen, you know, I had uh, gotten rid of my V card about a year earlier. And god damn, if I would have had a girl that was willing, a girlfriend that was willing to have sex with me on the regular when I was 17, holy lord would I have done it all the time, constantly. But you're also a horn dog. <laughs> there, there are some people at 17 that yeah. are not horn dogs. Exactly, yeah. I mean, this guy kind of, so- I mean, he sounds like a level-headed kid. Like, yeah. So- like, extremely level-headed and extremely responsible. Um, so, if you're really wanting to keep uh, the sexual feelings go away. I mean, you don't have to fuck. There are plenty. There's so many things. But so many things you can do without just going ahead and fucking. But don't think that anal sex <laughs> is not having sex. It is ridiculous to me how many people, like, in my high school that were waiting for marriage, but they all fucked in the butt. Yeah. And, like, not that there's anything wrong with that. That's I'm what we down call with it. it. That's what we call a Catholic version. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It's like, I... Don't get it. I think that, like, if you want to go to that further step, like, a further step with someone, that's a choice that you make with someone. And especially, like, you guys are talking about it. And But if you have any trepidation, don't do it because it's not going to be fun. Yeah. Wait until it's fun. There's, Wait until yeah. you, like, that you're really, you're like, I feel, I honestly feel that way. I don't know. Maybe it's just because, like. I've never really considered myself a lustful person unless I'm in, like, crazy depressions or manic periods of my mm-hmm. life. But, like, I, I think that, like, especially when you're 17, that, like, it's going to be awkward no matter what. Yeah. So you might as well wait until you're just like, 
All right, let's just do it. Yeah. Let's just do it. Let's just do this. And then, like, because when you're, like, wrapped up in that moment and it's like, as long as you're safe, then it feels right. Yeah. And I think just wait until that moment. Yeah. And tell them, uh, you know, oral sex and handies. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. Lots of handies. Lots of oral sex. Oh, man. Because that honestly... It goes a really long way. <laughs> yeah, it really it does. It really does. I'm telling you, man, like being able to go down on a girl and learning how to do it at a young age, that is an invaluable skill. Yes. Like, that or just like playing with each other outside of your clothes. Like when you're like when you just because I feel like as older people now, we try to invoke that spirit of not being able to have sex to like enrich a situation yeah but you actually got that shit going on man you should just use it <laughs> use that like sexual tension and just because then you can just fucking go in the bathroom and get rid of it yeah. hard because that's not the fun You're part 17 they expect you to do that oh yeah because like the fun part is getting aroused by another person like mm-hmm. it's not the whole jacking off you can jack off any old wear oh yeah same yeah. with the girl it's like as long as someone else is doing the rubbing you can do the final tug. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's a great like, and you can you know like jerk each other off at the same time. That's fucking awesome. That is pretty cool. I then, still do that. It's fucking great. Yeah, and then it's yeah. like the whole like looking to each other's eyes thing mm-hmm. because that is also just as intimate as sex is. Yeah. It really is. Without a doubt, man. So yeah, there's a, there's a lot of things that you can do. I mean, you don't you shouldn't like punch yourself in the dick or anything like that. And there's not a whole. Why would that be an option? <laughs> I mean, there's really not a whole lot you can do. I mean, you you can't really pray. That doesn't work. No. You can't just not be around each other because yeah. that just sucks. That's not something that you want to do. Uh, but if you just remember, if you do have sex, if you do end up going through with it, use a condom. For fuck's sake, use a condom no matter what. And if you're able to, get a good condom. Get the best condom you can possibly get. Don't get a free condom. No. If someone's handing out Durex, don't get a free condom. Don't get the discount condoms. Don't get the bodega condoms. Just spend the money. Get the good condoms. Get Trojan Blues, man. Lubricated Trojan Blues. They're great. They're and never fucking... put on more than one. No, never put on more <laughs> than one. That is a myth. They will break. It's awful. It's stupid. And if... The condom breaks, get the morning after pill. Yeah, plan do B, not be, man. Do not be embarrassed. Do not hope. Don't fucking cross your fingers and hope that everything is fine. Uh, research about it as much as you possibly can, all of the myths, because I know when you're in high school, there's all kinds of stupid fucking myths that people talk about, like, you can't get pregnant on your first time. That's a myth. Mm. Uh, if you have sex underwater, you can't get pregnant. That's a myth. Man, I really believed that one. Yeah? I, I, <laughs> I definitely, I missed. I it was hard. I was scared for a while when I yeah. found out that that was not true. I don't know why I really thought it was like, oh, we'll just it'll just fall right out. It's like it's water <laughs> inside of me. Like it's fine. It'll just come out. And it had happened multiple times. At knock on wood, that was very lucky. Yeah, that I never had issues with that because it was often. Yeah, <laughs> and it's very scary to think, look back, and think that I really thought that you could fucking water and not get pregnant. Yeah. Why? That's, I think it's just because I wanted to believe it. It sounds it sounds somewhat reasonable to a high schooler. Yeah. Yeah. If because you got because the water goes inside of me, I know that. Yeah. I don't know. <sighs> Fucking, there's a, there's I wish a, it was true. There's a I'm lot, gonna throw yeah. it out there. 
<laughs> There's a lot of stupid bits, and the only thing that is co- completely true, here's the only thing that's completely true, is that if you splooge inside of a woman, she could get pregnant. There is nothing besides a condom that is going to prevent that. Nothing at all. No. If it's your first time, if it's your last time, as long as she can have a period every month, then she can get pregnant. It could just be pre-ejaculate, too. Also, like, that's exactly. Don't do the pull-out thing. Don't do the pull-out thing because you're still fucking sperming inside of her, man. There's a lot of shit going on. So just fucking use a condom. If it breaks during sex, no matter how good it feels, it's going to feel... Amazing. Okay, yeah, you're gonna know the condom breaks if it, all of a sudden it starts feeling really, really good. <laughs> I know. I. Oh my god. Ugh. Yeah. 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 You're, I remember. I never breaks. knew because I was like, "There's no way you would ever know if it breaks." You completely know. Oh my <laughs> you god. Know? You know, and that's it. And you take it out and you put on another one. Um, yeah. Because if you're, especially if you're young, like we all know, like, you know, I mean, hell, like I said, I lost my virginity at 16. I think you did too. Uh, yeah, 15. Yeah. And you know, we know the kids are going to fuck. We just, we know this. Oh man, you should put it on. I always put it on with my mouth. The condom? I put the condom on with my mouth. Really? Yeah. If you cover it, like for girls out there, a great way, like it's also like a sexy way to put on a condom. Mm-hmm. You cover up your teeth and your lip. <laughs> And you put it on the edge and you roll it down with your your lips all the way down. I'm trying to, to do it. You're showing the artist. The listeners can see it. <laughs> and you can go all the way down and then it's like, it's it feels good. I've mm-hmm. heard that it's a great way to put it on. And yeah. I've, I'd always use that method. And it never disappointed. Mm-mm, not at all. So we've given you a couple options there. So... Uh, Godspeed, Godspeed, young Jimmy. Ooh, let us know. <laughs> Give it, make the right decision. Don't tell your parents, but let us know. Yeah, don't tell your parents. They don't need. They, <laughs> they don't, don't need, need to know. No, they don't need to know. I, ca- I don't even think. I think that one day I would be a cool mom, but I still also would never want to know when my kids lost their virginity. I don't no. want to know. I don't understand parents that do want to know. I'm, I just like as long as you're safe. If you need anything, let me know. Mm-hmm. I will buy you whatever you need, but I want nothing to do with no one about anything that's going on. <laughs> no, not at all. All right, well, we got one more letter for this week, and this one is a bit of a heavy one. All right. Uh, not going to read the entire thing because it's a it's a pretty long letter, and essentially, it's uh, one of our longtime listeners, uh, Liz, who uh, was. Um, she was, was awesome. Yeah, she's the one who has a family but is still able to get, like, all of her shit done. Like, super cool chick. Uh, so what she said, she has a cousin, and that cousin has uh, two children with a man that she's still married to. The kids are seven and three. And how old almost is the cousin? Almost four. Cousin's 25. Okay. Uh, and I think Liz, I, th- I think she's in her 30s, somewhere around there. Uh, and so essentially, uh, the woman and, uh, her husband, he got laid off from his construction company, had to move into their mom's place. Uh, the mother-in-law, uh, let him live there for a little while. The kid wandered off in the middle of the night. Luckily they found him, brought him back. The youngest child, The youngest child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The three and a half year old. Uh, but then in May, the kid got out again during a blizzard 
in which the husband was asleep on the couch all day long, uh, completely passed out, possibly due to drugs. And the kid knew that it was time for his sister to get off at the bus. So the little fucking kid, the little three-year-old, puts on his snow boots and walks, tries to walk to the bus to pick up his big sister uh, and just goes out into a blizzard. And uh, the bus driver, he somehow makes it, and the bus driver sees him and takes him back to the house, goes into the house, and the house is covered in dog shit. There's food left rotting everywhere, and the father's still asleep on the couch. They and there shook were bites awake. taken out of things because he was so the baby was so hungry yeah. that he didn't know how to get anything to eat, so he would find stuff and just take bites out of it. Yeah, out of rotten food. So those kids got taken away. Uh, and uh, they were given to... Hold on a second. Uh, her aunt, uh, our you know our listeners' aunt and uh, her yes, younger uh, cousin were called, and the kids went to uh, stay with them until the mother got off work. Uh, and so, here's where we can pick it up. Now, after this, the girl is thinking about divorce, but she's mentally ill. She has been her whole life. Not only does the father neglect the two children, she does too. Both children are obviously malnourished. Corey has to scream and defecate on furniture to get her attention. Both kids have a form of mental illness as well to different extremes. Corey is very much like what my brother was when he was that age, now diagnosed with Asperger's. Corey does not speak. He has no vocabulary. He must act out to get attention. He's reverted back to diapers because of the pooping problems for attention and gets very violent. Tiffany is very introverted to the extreme degree. She's also a few years lagging educational-wise. Right now, Amanda and her two kids are staying with my aunt. She was hoping to find another apartment by the end of June, so here's what I need help with. My husband and I have talked a lot about this after hearing the new development of this case, and we want to fight for custody of Tiffany and hopefully find a foster home for Corey. I hate to split the siblings up with how close they are, but my husband and I can't handle Corey. We cannot, in good conscience, put our son, Tiffany, or ourselves in danger with his episodes. I'm hoping to find a family who is prepared and trained for cases like his. I hope to be close with that other family so Tiffany can visit her brother. My husband and I have arranged to go to orientation and classes to become a certified foster family. Are we doing the right thing? The other members of my family are behind us 100%. They're just afraid of what my cousin would do if she heard wind of this. Right now, it's a big secret until we can attack her with the court and take full action. Amanda is very scary with her own episodes. My grandmother fears she may run away with the kids and will never see them again or would kill to stay with her children. This whole thing is very scary, and I feel just awful for letting the neglect go on for this long. We've talked it all over with our son, and he's excited to share his toys with Tiffany. I'm just very anxious and need some outside perspective on what we're doing. I'm glad they will be out of that toxic environment, but at what cost? They will be losing their father through the divorce, will be separated from their mother, and then lastly from each other. Could we be doing, could we be doing more harm in trying to help? I needed to get some details out to give perspective so sorry for the long email thanks for everything liz you're just like the coolest person in the entire <laughs> fucking world a fucking great person i don't know if coolest is exactly what i mean it's just you you i think that we had called you a role model in the past but mm-hmm. it's like but it's people like you that keep 
the good going in the world. Yeah. Even the fact that you sent this email, even the fact that all the things that you think about this, because a lot of people in this situation, especially when it comes to family, I've seen it not in my own family, but more so in my sister's extended family, uh, that turn a blind eye to these situations where it's she's got issue, you know, the mother has issues, I don't want to deal with it, you know, the kids will be fine, they it's better off that they're together. It's not. No. Save her. Save Tiffany. She needs to be saved. She's the only one that, you're right, Corey needs significant help. She needs, as, he needs help from someone who knows how to help him. And as someone, I was a nanny for a family of six, and the youngest had Asperger's and was completely violent, and they decided to pretend that there was nothing wrong with her, which is almost just as devastating as having a family that completely neglects a child that... She, I don't know, she was, she was so violent that the entire family was scared all the time. They, they, and she was four. So I understand where, where you're coming from with Corey that you can't let, he will destroy the house. Like he will, you can't ruin your son like that. And I think that keeping it quiet until you're able to hit your cousin Amanda with the divorce, with the. With the court papers is the best way to go. Yeah, because you are so stable. You you your relationship is stable. Your you are one of the most stable people I've ever heard about. <laughs> you know, especially like being surrounded by crazy. Like you are just you are such a stable environment is what it seems, and that you would save her. You could make her a real person. Yeah, and like the reason why she's so introverted. Is because she can't say anything. And this is an extremely important time in this kid's life. This is the <laughs> age. Be seven? Seven. These are the ages where the kid develops <laughs> the habits and personality traits that they're going to have for the rest of their life. Uh, it's one of the most important age periods. Like, uh, what is it, from like six to ten, something like that? Yeah, especially before yeah. she goes into puberty, before yeah. she does all of that. Like, like it needs a, a kid needs, I think, more than any other time in their life, they need a stable environment. During that time, and you're doing the right thing. I have, I have a friend who uh, did the same thing. Uh, his wife had a sister that was a fuck up, meth head, uh, even worse than this situation, like an absolute fucking meth head. And it was the same thing. They found the kid wandering the streets with a diaper full of shit, you know, and he hadn't been fed and he hadn't been paid any attention to in days. And they took him away, and they took this kid in, and they've been raising him, and they've been doing a fucking great job with it. And he's a great kid. Like when they first got him, he was very difficult, um, and he was not an easy kid to deal with whatsoever. But as the years went by, he got better and better, and he also realized that he was, and he wasn't, uh, he wasn't used to being in a stable environment. He was used to things being fucked up all the time. So you're going to have to be ready to deal with a kid that is ready to have the rug pulled out from under him at any moment. So you're going to deal with an unstable kid for a while before they trust you to be stable, before they know, hey, everything's going to be okay. The only thing that happened with this kid is the mother cleaned up and came back and got her son. This was extremely recently. This was only this only happened, I think, God, two months ago, something like that. 
And I haven't talked to my friend in a while, so I don't know how things are going with that. Um, but you may also have to prepare. And I don't know what state you live in. Maybe the laws are. That's this the thing. Is, in this Florida, is in, this in, Florida, is in Texas. it's devastating how easy it is for parents to get their children back after they've neglected them. So I, It is in Texas, too. She was just like, yeah, I'm ready. I'm going to come get them. It happened to, it was my sister's first husband. He had a daughter with a very neglectful woman that, like, to a point that, like, covered in, like, roaches, had spider bites all over her, and always had, like, and she beat the shit out of her. And then she, quote unquote, cleaned up. Uh, a month later, came back and got her. And then she was almost beaten to death yeah. three months after that. And so that was the thing is that they ended up, they, Went to court, repealed, repealed, repealed. That's the only thing, Liz, that that's... And I'm sure it seems like you guys are down for the fight yeah. because you guys are such good, amazing people that, like, it is going to be a court struggle, depending on where you live, Yeah. of that it's... Oh, they I live in Colorado. Oh, so is it more liberal? I have no idea. I don't I don't know. Yeah. I uh, guess I, I just I said really that because don't. of the weed thing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I don't know how Colorado is with this either. But yeah, be prepared for this to be a very long, hard process. I think it's so worth it though. Because Because if not, she's going, think of what a teenager she would be. Continuing on in this environment, what would she become? It's like, why isn't there a permit or a test someone should take to have a child? (laughs) I feel like, and I've said, I think I've said this on here before and I don't know if it's just too crazy. That's like, (laughs) You should be allowed to have a child. Like you should, it should be something. Not like, a right, but a privilege. Yes. Yeah. But you know, and how many people there are that I know even personally that want a child so badly and they can't have one. Mm-hmm. And the people like this have children and then they can just not care about them. It's not fair. And that's why there are people like you, Liz, that are out there to be like, no, I will not let this stand. And I think that that's fucking amazing. Yeah. It's fucking great. You're doing a, a great thing. Like, you're doing a great human thing. So this is this is fucking awesome. Just be prepared for endless custody battles. And people like her, people like... That's the, f- the fucking thing that pisses me off most about people like your cousin is they don't give a shit about their kids until someone says they can't have them anymore. They can't have them. Exactly. It's like a the, toy. Yeah, it's like a toy that, or an accessory. And then all of a sudden, oh, they just love their kids more than anything else in this earth. Uh, and if you think that, that, you know, and you say it's like this woman might kill to stay with her kids. She may run away with them. Like, this is going to be the hardest thing you've ever done. Like, be prepared to, to have your, because the, you know, my friend, he has gone through some shit uh, to try to keep that kid in a stable home, to keep him in a good home. Uh, and uh, and he lost. So oh my god, Liz! If you want to cry your fucking eyes out, watch Dear Zachary because <laughs> oh. that's exactly what it's making. It's a documentary. It's a real story. I don't even know if I should have even said it. It just made me immediately <laughs> made me think of Dear Zachary. That is this. It's the saddest story I've ever heard in my entire life. But it is also about people that work. To do what is right for a family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, it is going to be the saddest thing you've ever seen in your entire life. Uh, but just, you know, being real, it's going to be hard. 
but you're doing the, you are doing the you right thing. So you were doing beyond the right thing. Yeah, <laughs> this is above and beyond, and it's not even like it's your like your nephew or something. It's your cousin's kid. Yeah, so your second cousin. Yes. So I mean, that's pretty fucking admirable. It's very. It admirable. really is. <laughs> yeah. I just want to hug you. Can you just come here? Can you just <laughs> can you come to New York? Come to hug you. Come to Queens. <laughs> come on. All right, that's uh, that's about all we got for today. Uh, we've got a couple more letters. Give me a cigarette. <laughs> no, you can't have them anymore. Also, if you have never smoked a cigarette before, never, ever, never. ever, ever, ever smoke a cigarette ever. Don't even. No, don't. Don't, don't, don't. It's I. That is the worst thing I've ever done to myself. Is fucking let that. Can you even imagine that there are people that never? There are people that have never smoked, that never got addicted. Yeah. Why couldn't I be one of those people? Why couldn't I? I would love to be one of those people. (laughs) All right. We'll see you guys uh, next week. I'll give you an update next week. Uh, yeah, if you've got any uh, letters for us uh, or questions, comments, or anything. Or you've ever kicked cigarettes and you have any way to tell me of how to do this yeah. appropriately, that would be great. Yeah, because I'd appreciate that too. Send us an email at cavecomedyradio at gmail.com. We'll get to uh, a letter from Kaylee next week. But until then. Uh, cock-a-doodle-doo. Cock-a- cock-a-doodle-doo. <laughs>